Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Angels to aliens, from ghost stories to angel encounters, Bigfoot sightings, alien abduction, near-death experiences, and more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens. Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Outlander. Welcome, welcome everybody to Angel Stealings with me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. And the question is, do you believe? Join me now where we discuss the most incredible stories on the planet from the paranormal to mysteries to horror to even heavenly interventions. And I will also welcome you, the listener, to send over your personal stories of mysterious happenings that you'd like to share or get advice on. And I'll also be interviewing some of the most intriguing guests from researchers to experiencers, authors, and other cultural creatives. And remember, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, also like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And also, you can find us at Believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcasts. And remember, you can always catch up with me on social media. Just put at one Heidi Hollis for Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that other good stuff. So, you guys are in for a super duper extreme treat today because guess what there is nothing scarier than me (laughs) how does that happen it's making my parents proud i guess that's what i always tell people i'm like so yeah you know a lot of people even guys that might be new listening to who i am and all this good stuff a lot of people don't know that i am pretty out there. Um, I've had some wild stuff that's happened in my life that has made me who I am today. And it just goes to show you that anyone can experience the extraordinary. And what do I mean by that? Well, my gosh, I run the gamut of the paranormal, spectacular, otherworldly, and all of the above. So, I think we should begin and just break it on down and go through the motions. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. So, you guys, your host, me, Heidi Hollis, grew up in a haunted house. Mm Mm-hmm. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Yeah, maybe you did. (laughs) So, I've been doing talk radio and podcasting and all that good stuff for a long time and uh, got several books out there that... A lot of people are familiar with, so um, yeah, this started for me quite young. I was eight years old when I first encountered something that I just don't even know how to describe except to go into detail and tell you what happened. All right, so imagine this. Nobody likes clowns, right? Nope, me neither. So imagine coming across 
something even remotely related to that that had no worldly means to be doing what it did. So I was, actually, this is before the haunting came forward. Now that's, that gets, oh, don't even get me started. So this, this puzzled me for a long time. So I had to be about eh, six, maybe seven years old. I had a younger sister, a couple years younger than me. And our mother sent us to go get my brother for dinner. So being close in age, you know, a little bit competitive, running, racing. Oh, I'll get him. Oh, I'll get him. You know, so we're running up the stairs and we go turning the corner and start running towards my brother's bedroom to go tell him to come for dinner. Well, out of my brother's bedroom came this robotic toy clown that came out of his room and did a 90 degree angle turn right towards us. Being little kids, we're like, we have never seen anything like this. We didn't have anything remote controlled back then. We're like, oh, this is cool. So we go to start running towards this thing, right? When the strangest sensation came over us, we both suddenly felt absolute terror. And I have no no understanding where this terror came from because what we were looking at looked pleasant, right? Why would we feel terror? We both felt and it seemed that we were moving in slow motion when we got this feeling of terror. And I stand with my sister on this to say it's not only as if we were moving in slow motion. This thing was physically draining us of energy. <laughs> no exaggeration, not kidding. So, being little kids, didn't even get close to this thing. I think my sister had pushed past me. She got a little bit closer than I did, but probably within just a few feet before we both turned in mid-motion to run with all that we had. And as we did this, my sister, once again, a little bit faster than me, got ahead of me, got to the stairs, and started running down the stairs. I was still at the top of the stairs when I saw my sister lose consciousness. I passed out at the top of the stairs. My mom, I have this vague memory of her picking up my sister's limp body at the bottom of the stairs and not questioning it, just picked her up and put her on the couch. I woke up still at the top of the stairs and I recall coming down the stairs seeing my sister laying on the couch, her waking up and just going about her business like it never happened. Just the strangest thing. Like it never happened. <laughs> didn't bring it up, didn't discuss it. Mom never said anything. So flash forward 10 years, 10 years. 
the memory suddenly came back to me. I was walking through the kitchen and my sister was sitting at the table doing her homework. And uh, I turned to her and I said, hey, do you remember when we were kids and that robotic toy clown came after us? <laughs> Looking at her, she looks up at me with absolute terror in her eyes, goes, I thought that was a nightmare. And I said, we don't share the same dreams. I said, you know what? You go over there and you draw what you saw and I'll draw what I saw over here. We later compared our drawings and we were both stunned at how identical they were. It gives me chills when I think of it still. Um, we just looked at each other like, so this happened. This really happened. <laughs> this was before the known haunting of the house. Because soon after this clown came after us, my mother died unexpectedly. And um, soon it became haunted. But here was this robotic toy clown drawing in our hands and we're sitting there looking and, and discussing our memories. Like it had a weird little hat, like a top hat, but flat. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. And I'm like, but, but it had these feet that kept coming forward. Like how did these feet come coming forward and it didn't wobble? And, and, and my sister goes, yeah, like, like it glided. I'm like, yeah, like it glided on air. Like it may not have been actually touching the floor, but it was above it. And the hands of this clown was stuck to its belly. It was as if a rounder ball for the belly and torso. And then a smaller ball was on top of that for the head with the simple face painted on it and a little weird little hat. <laughs> As I reflect on it, I'm, I'm just always amazed that I experienced this and I didn't, strangely enough, have an outright terror of clowns after this took place. So that's another shocker. Um, <laughs> if anybody should have a fear of clowns, I guess it would be myself and my sister, but no. So we were puzzled because we knew the timeline. Mom was still alive. The house wasn't haunted yet. So what did this? We pondered this. I had no idea where to begin looking. I was a teenager. How do you find answers about that? Okay, yeah, we, we grew up in a haunted house. Okay, ghosts, whatever else was going on, poltergeist type stuff. And <laughs> we just, uh, we just didn't know what we were dealing with. But to go into the haunting, it was the first Christmas after my mother had passed. She'd passed away in April, unfortunately. And Christmas time, had come and um, my dad had moved on a bit and um, 
My soon-to-be stepmother had moved in a few things into our house. One of them was an organ. And my soon-to-be stepbrother. <laughs> so, Christmas Day, we had just opened up all of our presents, had a good old time, just everything, just shredded papers all over the place. I'm eight years old, my sister is six. I'm an older sister who was mm, probably 11. Soon-to-be stepbrother, 13. So we're playing with our new toys when uh, my dad and soon-to-be stepmom said, we're going to go wish other people Merry Christmas. We'll be right back. Okay, great. <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, whatever. We got toys. We're, we're having a blast. <laughs> so they close the door and they go out and we're playing. We're like, oh, what you got? Oh, what I get? This nice blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's when the organ started playing by itself. I mean, it was hitting all the low keys, going crazy. Having been big fans of old Western movies, <laughs> you know, they have automatic playing pianos. So we're like, crowd around it. We're like, this is so cool. How does it do this? You know, we're like, where's the little button that pushes this to make this play like that? My freckle-faced, red-headed, soon-to-be stepbrother goes, <laughs> It doesn't. What? It doesn't? And, and I, <laughs> I distinctly recall, it taken a few moments for that to hit us like, this doesn't play by itself? <gasps> and we started screaming. And we ran. And the closest thing that spells protection is a room with a lock. And that was the bathroom, which was right behind us. So we all piled in. Boom, 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 boom. Locked the door behind us. We're panting. We're like, this doesn't do that? You know, and, and my stepmother was just kind of frozen. And, of course, me and my younger sister were, like, hugging each other, crying. And my older sister is like, this is, you know, wow. You know, what is this? What is this? And this organ continues to play. ba 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 It's going nuts. Absolutely nuts. And we're in there for what seemed like forever. <sniffs> Listening. And um, that's when my... Older sister came up with a brilliant idea. <laughs> she was a bit of a bully of a sister. What can I say? We all have them, don't we? Oh, it is too crowded in here. <laughs> Somebody's got to get out. Huh? Somebody's got to get out. Next thing I know, I'm kind of pulled by my shirt and boop, I'm pushed out. And I'm like, no, no, not me, not me. <laughs> not me, not me. I remember sliding my back down the door of the bathroom with my knees to my chin, bawling my eyes out like, oh no, this is going crazy. This organ is just driving me insane. Yeah, I'm scared. But I started to get really agitated by this thing pounding. I mean, it's turned all the way up and it's spooky. And I knew one thing. I knew there was a key 
to the cover that pulled over those keys I see pulling and plugging away. So I started to dictate my thoughts to my siblings and say, I'm going to go get the keys. You're what? (laughs) I'm going to go get the keys and lock that up. So I go fumbling into my dad's bedroom that is literally to the left of the bathroom. And I go in there and I'm like looking around and sure enough, I get those funny looking keys and I'm like, okay, okay, I got them. And I'm walking towards the organ. I'm going to lock it. I'm going to lock it. <laughs> I'd seen this done before, so I knew this could be done. This this had to be what could stop this obnoxious organ playing. So I reach over the keys and I pull this black, heavy plastic cover and boom, put it down, lock it up. As I'm telling my siblings, I got it, I locked it, I locked it. The playing had stopped. I go to put up the keys. I'm like, I'm putting the keys up now. And they're like, what What did you do? My siblings are saying, I'm like, it it worked, it worked, it stopped. I said, you could come out now, you chickens. (laughs) Hoping they kind of join me in uh, the relief. So they creaked open the bathroom door and they're all like poking their heads out, (laughs) smallest to biggest. And and they're like starting to walk out. They're like, wow, oh, you got that covered. I'm like, my first ghost hunting adventure and I conquered. I'm like, that's right. That's right. I did. I did. I did this. I did this. <laughs> oh, and then another sound started playing. Now, there's mountains of Christmas wrapping paper absolutely everywhere. It is piled high. Is all we hear. Electronic tones going just as crazy as the organ. My siblings scream and run into the bathroom. Ah! Close the door. I'm like, not again. Not again. I'm alone again. I'm like, oh my gosh. I have got to conquer this next thing. That's all I'm thinking. I got to stop this. Whatever this is, I have to stop this. (laughs) So I'm like, digging through these mountains of wrapping paper. And I'm like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find what it is. I'm dictating to my siblings as I carry on. And I'm like, I found it. It's, it's, I say my little sister's name. It's her new toy. It was an electronic guitar. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn the batteries off. I, I didn't know how to work this thing. So I'm like, I don't know where the on and off switch is. So I'm like, I, I just want this thing to stop. And these little flat, multicolored keys are lighting up and just going nuts. And I pick up the little electronic guitar thing. I'm taking the batteries out. I'm taking the batteries out. I flip it over. It takes me a while to prop the little plastic cover off the back of the batteries. And I'm like, pop. There's no batteries. And I'm... I'm trying to get the words out, and I'm like, God, this, damn, it's no, there's no, there's no batteries. I'm like, there's no batteries, there's no batteries. And I remember, 
my eight-year-old self kind of being paralyzed in this weird fear knowing that this thing is playing by no normal means. I still get chills even telling it right now. And I go to put this electronic toy down very gently so as not to tick off whatever was doing this. And I set it down and, and I, I slowly trudged through the Christmas wrapping paper and I go back to my position with my back against the bathroom door and I slide down and put my face in my knees as I sobbed listening to my siblings saying what happened what happened what's going on what's going on I had no words for them I had no words I was terrified and I cannot tell you what that feels like for an eight-year-old <laughs> changed me that's for sure absolutely changed me wasn't enough that it was my first Christmas without my mom no no horror had to come look my way horror had to take shape and force me to act and respond so young <laughs> I sat there with my back against the bathroom door for what seemed like forever waiting hoping this sound would end. And then the door comes open to the house. It's my dad and my sibling. My siblings just <laughs> barrel over me like just something like out of the movies. Like uh, the, the organ was playing and then the toy and the toy had suddenly stopped playing as soon as they opened the door to the house. And, uh, my dad and soon to be stepmom's like, whoa, 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 what is all this? What is what's going on here? What is this? Just on and on and on. And of course, what do you think the response was of them? Disbelief. <laughs> oh, come on, you kids. Come on. That's not what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. We just went through it. We just survived this just now. Nah. It's my dad's response. Oh, wow. That set the tone for a lot of things. And, you know, over the years, people have told me, well, obviously, you know, at the timing, it had to be your mom. What mother do you know? would want to terrorize their extremely young children from the other side. Huh? <laughs> I don't know, Annie. It took me a long time to understand and to realize that that part, that part right there, that's followed me my whole life, having such things going on. There is no greater love than the loving protection of a mom. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so I have come to the conclusion that um, when she died, that protection left and left me and my siblings vulnerable. We had other things happen in our lives. 
seems to be something that runs in the family, but I seem to be particularly cursed. <clears throat> I thought it was a curse anyways. Bad luck. <laughs> Bad luck to keep tripping up and into these strange things and continuity. I mean, these dark, shadowy masses coming my way. You know, <laughs> things got really interesting between myself and my two sisters, where we became obsessed with watching horror films, even that young as little kids, because at least, at least the movie world had an idea on what could potentially happen to someone dealing with such a thing. It was therapeutic to us. It was absolutely like therapy for us to watch these films and judge them and go, remember when that happened to you? Oh, remember right there? That's when I ran. I don't know why these people are sitting there poking the monster with a stick. <laughs> I mean, this was our truth. This was our reality. This was our time because we weren't being believed by any adults. And we surely didn't have anybody to talk to. And we didn't have the internet back then either. So what were we supposed to do? Of course, we <laughs> we had each other to talk to, but it helped to see it on the screen and discuss it and take it apart and feel at ease that they can act out some of the realities going on in the world on the screen. So, yeah. That was my beginnings. That clown thing, though? <laughs> that took a few more years to figure out. I found out that uh, <laughs> when it comes to quote-unquote alien encounters, that these strange beings will put out a toy to try to lure children in, and then they'll grab them. Yeah, they'll grab them. Well, they didn't expect uh, the Hollis sisters to come into play because we turn, spun, and ran. I don't have any memory of having been taken or abducted or anything like that. So, aliens and shadowy creatures and ghosts, poltergeists, later in my life came UFOs near-death experiences, angel encounters, out-of-body experiences, and what I now understand is bilocation. That has been a part of my life. I thought I knew everything by this time in my life, <laughs> but now I've just cracked open uh, a whole new can of worms that I could have never expected to be going on right now. I'm still not used to speaking on it. And uh, it's something that I encourage people to keep an eye out for as my life moves forward in this next several months with uh, revelations that are very much on the good side of things and uh, very supernatural, mystical that's a word I never ever used, I think, in all my time and working on the supernatural, but um, mystical. 
the word mystic has been referred in my direction. And uh, I'm not quite used to that just yet. But I'm not ashamed. Nothing I care to hide in that regard. But yeah, um, I think there's a lot of people out there like myself, potentially, that have had strange things happen to them. And like me, I mean, I don't consider myself to be a psychic or anything like that. <laughs> no, I'm too common and too silly and I like to draw my comic strips and all that good stuff. I, I just, uh, I just thought, you know, this is my reality. This is my life. This is it. And, you know, putting my life into the books that I have, I figured that would help others get some hints about this strange world that we live in. But, um, yeah, it has taken on a shape that, uh, brings me back full circle to sitting in hard wooden church pews as I did as a child. I never consider myself to be quote unquote, a Bible thumper, but I'm Christian. And I'm never, ever shy to say that. Very passionate about my faith. And uh, I've had encounters with Christ. I was a skeptic of such things. And lo and behold, it happens to me. And <laughs> yeah, made me even more of a believer and changed everything for me. Now things are going further into that topic. And um, yeah. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for what's to come. So today is Halloween 2020, everybody. 2020 has been the year of Halloween. <laughs> That's all I can tell you because, uh, wow, just wow. This has not been an easy year by any means of that word. But you know what? Good always prevails, and so does God, right? Have faith. Even the faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. That's biblical, people. So, yeah. Let's uh, start spreading those mustard seeds and pushing out this big old nasty 2020 mountain. How about that? <laughs> You know, my profession is as an occupational therapist, and a lot of people don't know what that is. I like to say it's about anything and everything that can help a person become mentally, emotionally, psychologically, physically independent, back on their feet in all manners of the word. So like a combination of a physical therapist and a speech pathologist, we work closely with them and we borrow a little bit from both sides. And then we also integrate our own things. So I'm all about getting people healthy in all aspects. Looking at the human condition as something that can and will overcome most anything. Yeah, we have to make some accommodations and some adjustments, but it could be done, right? Very confident in that. Not always easy breaks us down and that's why I love being an occupational therapist so as my colleagues in the medical field being frontline workers talk about a horror show and what they've been going through so 
I haven't been able to practice as a therapist this year so much because of the pandemic that has hit this world. And um, yeah, I feel as if I would do my colleagues an honor and my profession an honor to dress in my scrubs with my medical jacket on this day. And if I had a cape, I'd throw that over it. But I couldn't find one. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go as I was meant to be a therapist and uh, put that out there and go to my Halloween party today with that on. And people say, oh, what are you? Like, I'm myself. I'm a therapist. Frontline worker. Dealing with a horror show. Mm. Yeah. So, you guys, you learned a little bit more about me today. And uh, <laughs> Halloween is today. And I'm putting this out today. And, uh, you know, enjoy. Be safe. Be blessed and cherish and know that we will get through this. I know we're all tired of this lockdown. I get it. But don't be loose on being vigilant, being adamant, and being certain that we can and will pull through. God is on our side. All right. So stay safe, everybody, again. And remember, you can catch me here on Angels to Aliens with me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander on Believe. And go to HeidiHollis.com. And remember, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And go to your favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary. Tune in and uh, go to Believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V.com. And know that you can always reach me through my website, HeidiHollis.com, or at one Heidi Hollis on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You have been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, here on Angels to Aliens. Remembering always, if it's weird, we're here. Goodbye, everybody. Be blessed. Angels to Aliens. From ghost stories to angel encounters. Bigfoot sightings. Alien abduction near-death experiences, and more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens with Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.